Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Um, theme for this month, hallelujah, I worship. It's I worship part two, amen. When Jesus was born, the wise men from the east came to worship. We were taught last week, amen. They came to worship and Herod as well said, you know, who is this, you know, king of the Jews who is born? When you find him, please let me know so that I might, so that I may also go and worship him. And we know that his intent was not to truly worship him, but to kill him. Hallelujah, Bazolan. But the wise man's intention was to truly worship him. So not everyone has good intentions about why they want to worship the Lord. Amen. So before I continue, we are talking about worship. So I'm just going to ask for a moment, just remove praise and worship, music from the equation. Hallelujah, Bazolan. Just remove praise and worship music because it is praise and worship, it is the fruit. Hallelujah, Bazolan, but not necessarily worship because if it was, some of us don't qualify because we can't sing to save our lives. The gift is just not there. Hallelujah, Bazolan. The golden mic, what? The golden the wooden spoon, the wooden mic. I think in this church, I am the number one when it comes to the wooden mic. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. We are going to talk about worship this morning. I worship. So everyone can praise God, but not everyone can worship God. The word of the Lord says, hallelujah, Bazalwan, let everything that has breath praise him. So all of us, we praise God. We praise God for our breakthroughs. We praise God for our lives. We praise God. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. For everything that is happening, even people who do not believe in God, who are not saved, they praise God. Amen. When God blesses them with a child, they will say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Even unbelievers sometimes, they praise the Lord. So, so everyone can praise God, but not everyone can worship God. In order for me to be able to worship God, I need to have a genuine relationship with him. I need to connect to Jesus. Hallelujah. We are speaking about Jesus as a God, as our God. Amen. So these three wise men, they bought three things. They brought gold. They bought they brought, you know, frankincense, and they brought a mayor. Hallelujah. As a gift to this king who was born. Now, gold in the Bible, it speaks about the price of worship. Amen. And frankincense, it speaks about the purity 
of worship. And Mia, which was a bitter spice, it speaks about the pain of worship. Yeah. And I will explain to you what that, what that means. So we praise God for what he has done. But we worship God for who he is, not because of what he has done. Worship is for who he is. He does not have to do anything for us to worship him. But the nature of God requires us to worship him. Even in the heavenly places, the Bible tells us that they can't help it but worship God. To worship God simply means to love and adore him. Amen. To love and adore him. That's what it means to worship God. And that's not for everyone. That's not for everyone. Because people believe in God. People believe in Jesus. But they don't necessarily see him as their God. Amen. Amen. We know that every other religion in this world acknowledges Jesus as a prophet. Amen. They don't deny Jesus. But where they differ from us as Christians is that they refuse to recognize him as a God and as a son of God. They are happy to reduce him to just a prophet who came, including historians. They don't deny the existence of Christ because God not only did he use the word of God to take to, to register and to, to reveal who Christ is. Even historians during that time, they do write about it. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. I mean, how many of us we know and we've read about, you know, Julius Caesar, we've read about so many people, hallelujah, but the popes during that time, because historians were documenting this. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So even with Jesus, they acknowledge that he was there, he came, but they refused to believe that he was the son of God or he was God. Amen. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Psalm, chapter number 45, verse 1. And it says, my heart is overflowing with a good thing. I recite my composition concerning the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. In the TPT, it says, my heart is on fire. My heart is on fire. When true worship, Bazalwan, when we express, your heart is lit on fire for God. Boiling over with passion, bubbling up within me are these beautiful lyrics. As lovely as a lovely poem to be sung to the king. Like a river besting its banks, I am overflowing with words, spilling out into the sacred story. 
This is what David is talking about. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. The, the, when, when true worship is the condition of our hearts. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Because our hearts, when we genuinely worship God, they connect us with God. And that is why David, he can't help it. You know, his heart is set on fire, boiling over with passion. And lyrics begin, hallelujah, to be in his tongue to express who God is. The message translation says, my heart bursts its banks, spilling beauty and goodness. I pour it out in a poem to the king, shaping the river into words. Amen. The essence of worship, what do we mean? Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Let's talk about the essence of worship. A person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. As Jesus taught, evil comes from our hearts. So true worship begins in the heart. Otherwise, it will be vain worship. So true worship begins in our hearts, Vazalwan. Hallelujah. Otherwise, it will be vain worship. There are different types of worships that we spoke about last week. Ignorant worship. Will worship. So if it does not come from a genuine heart, it is vain worship. Listen to what Jesus says to the Pharisees. These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts, their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Hallelujah, Basolan. So, if our hearts are not in good standing with God, our worship is in vain. We need to understand and know who do we worship. Hallelujah, Basolan. We need to know who do we worship. Now, here, the Pharisees, they were religious. They looked, you know, holy. They taught in the, in the synagogue. Everything outside of them portrayed them as righteous people. Yeah. And Jesus comes, he says to them, with their lips. So it's not enough to say, I am born again. Yeah. It's not enough to come to church. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. It's not enough because God is after our hearts. And he wants to deal with the soul in our hearts, the soul of man, so that our minds and our spirits can be renewed. So they worship me with their lips. It's a lip service. They say, I love you, but they do not mean it. They say, I am a Christian, but they do not mean it. When it suits them, yes, I am a believer. But when it makes people around me uncomfortable, I am not a believer. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. 
He says, yes, what you say is correct. But God does not, Jesus is not after what we say. He is after what sits in our hearts. He says, your hearts are far from me. Hallelujah, Basolan. It means that the Holy Spirit in their hearts is not, the Holy Spirit is not there in their hearts. Because when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we confess and we believe that he comes into our hearts. Hallelujah, Basolan. So they were worshiping him in vain. So we need to be very careful with vain worship because this was during the Jewish culture and in those days, righteousness was an outward act of what was done or not done. Amen. So we looked at what you were dressing. There was a period in the church where when you were wearing pants as a female, you were not considered. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. I don't know about where I come from. Growing up in the church, we used to sit separately. The male will be one side, and the female will be one side. It still happens today in the Jewish synagogue. I once went into a funeral of a Jewish colleague, and when we went there, we got to the synagogue. I was shocked that all the ladies, comfortably, they are happy to go one side, and all the male one side. Hallelujah, Bazolan. So here, they looked on the outside. God does not care. Hallelujah, but only men cares about the outside. You see how people choose spouses these days, how people make life decisions. They look on the outside. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. They look on the outside. They, they see somebody beautiful without knowing them. You see their comments on social media saying that I want to marry that person. Based on their looks, hallelujah, Bazalwan. Based on their looks, based on their looks, because why? Man looks on the outside, but God searches the heart of man. He looks on the inside. So Lord lifted up his eyes and saw how beautiful the land was. It was like the land of Egypt where the water irrigations, hallelujah, and he made a decision based on what he saw. Little did he know that famine was coming. It was before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, and famine followed. Hallelujah. So the decisions that we make, hallelujah, they are so critical that we don't make carnal decision, carnality in the flesh. We say one thing that we do not mean, hallelujah, and our hearts are far from us. We say, we lift up our hands in worship, in, in the house of the Lord, but our hearts are not, are not, are not. Jesus says, your hearts are far from me. Amen. So in spite of what we do on the outside, God looks at the heart. First Samuel chapter number 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature. Mm, tall, dark, and handsome. That's what they say. I'm not talking about myself. No pun intended there. Amen. Or the height of his stature. Because I have refused him, for the Lord does not see as man sees. 
for men looks at the outside appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You see, Samuel was a very anointed man of God, a prophet of his generation. But when it came to God's plans, he looked on the outside. Amen. Based on the appearance, based on stage. On, on stage. I mean, Goliath was a giant that the Philistines were very proud of. That for many days, he walked up and down. And because of his stature, the children of Israel were terrified because they looked on the outside. Yay. Amen, Basalwan. And it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a human being thing to look on the outside. Yeah. But this morning I want to tell you that though it might begin on the outside, you need to really inquire on God so that God can reveal what is happening on the inside. Amen. Hallelujah, Basalwan. So if we made life-changing decisions based on our circumstances, we are going to struggle. We will never achieve anything great for God because daily we are faced with challenges. We are faced with Goliaths. We are faced with, with things that look impossible. That is why the song we said, it says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it. So we run to the Lord, hallelujah, because he's the strong tower, hallelujah. So men look on the outside, but God works the opposite. God searches the heart, hallelujah. So they were, they were, David's brothers, they looked qualified. They had the form of godliness, they had the right stature, they had the right heart, they had the right looks, hallelujah. But God said no, God said no, God said no, God said no. God said no. Hallelujah, because God does not operate like men. So when we worship God, our hearts, Barcelona, need to be in line with his word, with his will for our lives, because God is not looking at what we say. Hallelujah. Remember what Jesus said, what defiles a man, it's not what, what, what goes inside his mouth, but what comes out of his mind, because at the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So God is concerned about our hearts, Barcelona. And the Bible says the heart of men, it is evil. Who can know it? Yeah. Hallelujah, Barcelona. So that is why God is concerned about worship that flows from a genuine heart. A genuine heart. Be transparent to God, Barcelona. We can't hide ourselves from God. Be transparent. What made David, David is that when he went into the presence of the Lord, he became transparent. Hallelujah, Barcelona. Remember when David killed a man for his wife and the prophet of the Lord came to confront him, hallelujah, Barcelona, and told him a parable to say this is what happened. At the end of the parable, Nathaniel says to him, you are that man. Then David says, I have sinned before God. And immediately he goes and he repents. Hallelujah, Barcelona. That is why we say he was a man after God's own heart. Because why? His worship flowed from a place of honesty, a place of purity, a place where he was open before God. Hallelujah. That is why he says, where can I flee from your presence? If I made my bed in Sehol, you are there. If I go to the heavens, you are there. Hallelujah. Where can I hide from your presence? Because why? God sees things that men can't see. 
That is why we need God to help us make life decisions. You can't be a believer, hallelujah, Basolane, who does not depend on God. Every day is a challenge. Every day we have to inquire from him. Because God sees what we can't see. What we can't see. Because man can say the correct things. No, we will help you. No, we will do this for you and make promises. No, I will marry you. I will do this and that. I will find. Hallelujah. And it's okay. You know, we can stay together before we get married. You know, everybody is doing it. It's fine. Amen. There's grace available. Amen. But God helps you to see. I think those who are married will attest to to this. The most difficult period of my life was finding my spouse. Was finding my wife. Because as a child of God, I needed to depend. There were too many options. Too many people available. Too many options. If I chose like Lord, if you choose like Lord, what you see, hallelujah. But when you inquire from the Lord, as a true worshiper, when you are worshiping God, God reveals to you. Hallelujah. He reveals to you the future. He reveals you so that when you get married, you are marrying purpose. We thank God for the looks, for everything, for the resources, but we thank him for purpose. I heard a man of God once say that he didn't know when he chose his wife then, that 20 years later, it made sense to him. Why God said this one? Because God looks on the inside. Amen. Not every young man will have a wife like Abraham's wife. Even at old age, he still denies that, he's my, that she's my wife because of her beauty. So we don't choose like that. Your spouse is beautiful in your own eyes. And beauty lies in the eye of the behold. Amen. So choosing a career, choosing anything as a worshiper, we need to go to the source. Hallelujah, Barcelona. Don't look on the outside. We need to see Jesus for who he is and believe in him. John 9, verse 25. He answered and he said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. Verse 35. Jesus heard that they had cast him out when he had, when that Jesus heard that they, he, they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, do you believe in the Son of God? So this man received the gift of sight without knowing who Jesus is. 
And after being healed by Jesus, he did not follow Jesus. He continued with his life. And Jesus, being God, he chased after him to ask him this question. Do you believe in the Son of God? Though he received sight, but he did not believe in the Son of God. Amen. Amen. Then he answered, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? So his answer to Jesus, he does not know who Jesus is. But he heard about Jesus, and he went to Jesus and asked for healing. And Jesus healed him. Without fo- then he did not follow him. Then Jesus confronts him with the question, do you know who is the son of God? Do you know who is God in your life? Do you know who is Jesus in your life? Yeah. Or do you know about what Jesus has done? So the name of Jesus benefits us a lot as believers. We've been given a name that is above every other name. That even demon trembles. Like this blind man, we benefit. We use his name for our own benefits. When we are sick, we call upon his name. When we're in trouble, we call upon his name without having a genuine relationship with, with him. Without knowing him or seeing him as the true son of God. Amen, Bazalwan. So the name of Jesus has a lot of benefits. It's guaranteed that if you call upon the name of Jesus, that is why Jesus says, some will cast out demons in my name. They will perform miracles. And I will say to them, I do not know you. Hallelujah, Bazalwana. Because anyone can use the name of Jesus. They believe in Jesus, but they reduce him as a prophet. Hallelujah, Bazalwana. Even our families who are not saved, they believe in Jesus. But they do, not, they do not see him as the son of God. And he says, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, you have both seen him. It is he who is talking with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Hallelujah. But I commend him because as soon as Jesus revealed who he was to him, he believed. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. May we believe in God, in Jesus. When we have the full revelation and knowledge of who he is and what he has done, may we believe in him. So Jesus declared himself to be the son of God, which meant he was declaring himself as a God and that he must be worshipped in the scripture. And this is what made the Pharisees and the Sadducees of the time angry. Then those, Matthew 14 verse 33, then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. This is the reason why the Jews wanted to stone him. Because now people said, truly you are 
the Son of God. And in John 10, verse 30, it says, I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works I have shown you from my Father. For which one of those works do you stone me for? Amen. The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. This is crazy. They are saying for the miracles, for the good work, for healing the sick, we, we are okay with the good work. But for you to tell us that you are the son of God, that's blasphemy. Because you are making yourself to be equal to God. But Zolan, we need to know and understand as children of God that Jesus is equal to God. That Jesus is God. Most of us do not believe, born again, that Jesus is God. The Bible speaks about the triune of God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Though they are three, but they are one. Yeah. Hallelujah, Barcelona. So that is why I said to a friend of mine that I made a decision a long time ago that I will never go on television and debate about the existence of God or who Jesus is to people who are not born again. Because before I can engage with an unbeliever about Christ, hallelujah, you must first be born again. How am I going to explain the triune of God to somebody who is not born again? Because it's going to blow your mind when I say there's three of them, but they are one. Because that comes by revelation. Amen, Bazalwan. So they say for the good works, we love Jesus for the good works. We love Jesus for the blessings. But do we recognize him as the son of God? As God? Amen. So the life of being a true worshiper, Basolani, it is a life of sacrificial living. Amen. Today I'm watching my time. It is a life of sacrificial living. So the first time worship was mentioned in the Bible, it's when Abraham went to offer Isaac, his son, as an offering. Hallelujah, Bazolan. In Genesis 20. 2 verse 5. And Abraham said to his, young man, to, the, to his young man, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. Amen. So the first time worship is mentioned in the Bible, it has to do with an offering, a sacrifice. So for us to know Jesus for who he is and to have a genuine walk with him, it is a life of sacrificial living. 
There are things that God expects from us. Amen. But remember I said to you, everyone can praise God, but not only one can worship him. To get to a level where we can worship God, where you can truly and genuinely worship God, because I said to you, remove the music. Remove the singing. How do we worship God? Amen. So the life of a worshiper is sacrificial. So God will place a demand in my life in order for me to connect with him. He blesses Abraham with his only begotten son. Then God asks for him to sacrifice. Think about this. God is not asking him to do something that he has not done. Remember that Jesus was slain before the foundations of the earth. Just in case men sinned. So God is not asking something that he knows is impossible. He is not a hard man. He is not a hard man. So it will, God will place a demand in my life. I find myself at church on the public holiday. I find myself at church on Thursday, online. It's a sacrificial living. I can be busy, but not for God. I can be occupied by so many things, but not for God. It's a sacrifice that God is expecting. And God is not, not asking for the impossible. He will not put more on you than you can bear. He will not ask for the impossible. But God will purify me like gold. So that I can bring to him, hallelujah, Barcelona, pure worship. The price of worship. Gold symbolized the three wise, the gold that the three wise men brought. It speaks about the price of worship. There is a price to pay for you to connect to, with God. Yeah. Hallelujah, Barcelona. The life of Jesus and the life of Solomon, the life of David, they do not struggle to connect with God. Amen, Barcelona. They do not struggle to connect with God. The prophets, the major and minor, do not struggle to connect with God. They even prayed and said, God, give us an example, a miracle. Yeah. Amen, Barcelona. And God came and he did it. So without sacrifice, it is impossible to worship God and to truly worship him. Because like I said, take away the music. How do you worship God? Because the music, it is the fruit of worship. It's when something happens in your heart. And when we sing the song, it connects you to something that is happening in your life. Then when you say God is holy, it's not lip service. It's something that is flowing from your heart. You are not just saying God, you've seen him lift you up. And as you declare a church, it comes from the place of worship, from a heart of worship. Then worship is expressed. Hallelujah. Then your lips utter worship unto God because of what's happening in your heart. When you say, Lord, I worship you, you don't say that as something that you are reciting. 
You mean it because why I have to worship God? If it was not for the Lord by my side, 2024 would have swallowed me. I've seen people die left, right, and center like COVID. Hallelujah. People were falling left, right, and center, burying people, people being buried. But here you are. So when you say to God, I thank you for the gift of life, you mean it. And when the song plays at church, hallelujah, Bazolani, it connects you to the heart of God. When tears come out of your heart, out of your ears, it's because why? It's an expression of who he is and what he has done. So that is why I was saying not everyone can truly worship God. Because true worship is not vain worship. But it comes from a heart that is pleased with God. That says, God, if it was not for you, I've seen you. So when we sing, we say, you are truly, genuinely lifting up the praises to him. Because why? He deserves them. He deserves it. Amen. Amen. So this is the fruit of worship, Bazolan. This is the fruit of worship. Now, when we sing, when we sing melody, it is just the fruit. It is just us expressing what has already been happening in our hearts. Amen. Can we be on our feet? So, the fruit of worship, Bazalwani, we used to think that when we say we are worshiping God, we are talking about the slow songs. You know, when we are praising God, we are talking about the up-tempo songs. Amen. But genuine and true worship has nothing to do with music or singing, but singing is the fruit of worship. Amen. So a true worshiper, a true worshiper makes it possible for God to hear you. Make it possible for God to hear you by becoming a true worshiper. First John chapter number 9, verse 31. Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. God hears true worshipers. The Passion Food trans translation says, where we read, my heart is on fire. When your heart is on fire for God and you are a true worshiper, God hears you. Amen, Bazalwan. When your spirit begins to bubble up and beautiful lyrics are expressed in your heart to the king, like a river bursting its banks 
you overflow with words spilling out into this sacred story. So God, in his word, he says, we must worship in spirit. Those whom, who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. We must be true and genuine worshipers. We must be true and genuine worshipers. We must know how to worship God, how he wants to be worshipped. Hallelujah. Not in vain worship, yeah. not in ignorant worship, yeah. not in will worship, but true worship. Who God is in your life. Who is God? Who is Jesus in your life this morning? Do you know who Jesus is and what he has done? Amen. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.